Hello everyone and welcome to episode 40 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is anxiety and traveling without kids. So I decided to have my friend Danielle hop on this episode with me um, because her and I took a kind of weekend getaway girls trip to ring in my 30th birthday, which I have mentioned. (laughs) If you guys listen to like my episode on anxiety as an introvert Um, and we were both feeling some type of way about leaving our kids behind even if we were only realistically gone for about 36 hours um but you know we kind of talk about that anxious mom brain and how like that mom mode never stops so yeah I was really happy that like I was able to get her on this episode to have kind of two different mom's perspectives even though we kind of were feeling the same so let's go ahead and listen to Danielle and I talk about the anxieties of traveling without kids and basically just how an anxious mom's brain works. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and welcome Danielle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> welcome back. Not sure if I'm supposed to like do a full <laughs> intro or anything, but hi, I'm glad um, to be here. Um, welcome back to being a guest onto my podcast. You did I know anxiety as an influencer. Yes, I did. Yeah. Just full of anxious thoughts over here. Might as well have me on for a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're going to go ahead and talk about anxiety and traveling with no kids because you and I took a weekend trip to Disney property. I won't say Disneyland because Disneyland wasn't open at this point, but Disneyland property um, without our kids. And, you know, definitely like being without our kids, it was fun, but it was also a little bit anxiety inducing. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that because I'm sure that there are many parents out there that don't travel because of their anxiety of like leaving their kids at home or just leaving for sure no 100 percent. I don't know it's just like the mom in you never shuts off so there's constant thoughts that it could be it could be anxious thoughts it could just be normal mom thoughts but it never goes away there's you know whether or not you're trusting the person that you left the kids with which I mean that opens a whole can of worms there's whether or not they're behaving for this other person or constantly wondering how that person is handling their behaviors or, you know, like that, why does that, that's taking all of my energy while I'm trying to have, you know, a normal lunch with a friend, (laughs) but somehow that's what I'm thinking about. No, I mean, that's a hundred percent me. Like, even if I'm not traveling, like, even if I'm just running errands by myself, like, and my daughter is with my husband, I'm literally like, is he feeding her? Or <laughs> like, <laughs> is she, you know, giving him shit right now and like crying or throwing a tantrum and he is ignoring her or, you know, or like, whatever. It's just, it's the constant like you said, it's the constant mom mode that just like never seems to ever shut off. It just doesn't turn off. And I don't know if it's something about, so I don't know if I made it clear on my last episode with you, but (laughs) I am a nurse. And so I don't know if being a nurse has like amplified or accelerated my anxiety in any way. But like, as soon as I saw my baby, which like all moms can, well, good moms can attest to is you know, like as soon as you see that baby, you will do anything for that child. Like 
every like the rest of the world doesn't matter anymore everything is based around your kid and making sure that he is safe or she is safe and healthy and you do all the things to keep them that way and it just is like one of those things that overcomes you and trusting someone to take care of your kids and it it becomes like a whole internal dialogue that you can't shut off at some points and it'll really mess with your head sometimes but like as a nurse you constantly think about things that could go wrong and I don't know I mean I'm not speaking for all nurses but for me just making sure like oh gosh my kids my kids were chokers and gaggers and oh my god that was awful awful at eating like I swear they choked and gagged on everything and there were many times still even I have a two-year-old so still sometimes I'm having to do the finger swoop which is not advised um or you know having to like actually pat food out of their bag and make sure that they're not choking like legitimately and um you know, I'm counting on every time that I leave them with someone else that if that were to happen, they're going to react the appropriate way and make sure that they clear that from, you know, my kid's throat, which I mean, I don't know that everyone thinks like that, but I definitely do. And it gives me crazy anxiety. (laughs) That was definitely my thing. So I did like the baby led weaning with Logan, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know, babies have like really, really sensitive gag reflexes, you know, even if they're not choking, it's simply to prevent them from choking. And like, I followed everything by like the books. So like, I would cut it exactly how they would tell me to cut it, you know, so that they wouldn't choke and stuff. But Roy, on the other hand, would just be like here, you know, and like, give it to her, however, shape or form or whatever. And like, no, I don't even yeah I would have to walk out of the kitchen I'd be like nope I'm not gonna be here to witness her choking I'm not gonna perform CPR on my child I'm like that is on you that is your responsibility like I told you how to do it and yeah it was you know baby led weeding is probably not the best for people who have major anxiety simply because your baby is going to gag like that is just a fact and, um, you know, don't freak out because it's normal, but you know, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, okay. I could, I could do a whole episode on hot dogs, grapes, uh, Logan like, doesn't like, hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like no, oh, yeah. all of the, all of the choking, all of, all of the things that you're advised to like cut into like microscopic little pieces so that your kids don't go choking around. And, oh gosh. Um, okay, but like popcorn. I am mm, so still terrified to give her popcorn. Like she's had it. I think we went to a birthday party and she had popcorn there. But like the whole time, I was just kind of low key freaking out that my child was going to choke on this popcorn. I, I mean, if we're going into weird <laughs> specifics, I have a seven year old that has never had gum <laughs> because. I mean, I am convinced that somehow he's going to mess up chewing that gum and it's going to become an issue for me. And I would prefer, I always say that like, if I can avoid it, why am I going to create the issue? I'll just avoid it. So like, 
why am I going to put them in a situation that is dangerous or potentially dangerous when I can just avoid it? And my stress level is reduced. My anxiety is no longer an issue. This is just what we're going to do. We're going to avoid gum for a little bit. Just keep working on your chewing skills. I feel like I've lived my life that whole way. Like I'm going to get in trouble or if I'm going to, you know, hurt myself or something, like why even bother? Like, I'm just not even going to try. Oh, I'm sure there will be plenty of people to come on here and be like, you can't live your life like that. You're living in fear. Um, But it keeps me safe. So I am. Right. And my kids safe because, okay. So even outside of that, it's like, I know all of their little quirks. I know all of their preferences. I know every little thing about them. I am with them a hundred percent of the time. I mean, for the most part and no one knows them as well as I do. And that's just, that is what it is. So if I think that those things would potentially be an issue for them, then I'm just going to avoid it for now until I think that they're ready. I mean, I definitely agree on that one. Um, and the same way, like I know exactly what she wants or what she needs, and there's no one else who is gonna know that better than me. So, no, and it doesn't matter. Like uh, moms learn cries. Oh yeah, like your sure. kid cries <laughs> a certain way, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, dad's over here looking at you like, oh gosh, what do we do? And you're like, well, she's hungry. Or, well, um, he needs a diaper change. Yeah. You know, there's different, or he's tired. There's different cries for different things, you know, and ob- and it's those moments where someone's looking at you like, oh God, what do I do? That amplifies these thoughts because if, okay, if I weren't here right now, what would you do? Yeah. Would you go through all these steps to figure it out? Or actually- are you going to call me? <laughs> So like, you know, when they're newborns, like you obviously, you learn their different cries, like, you know, the hungry cry, the diaper change cry, the I need to take a nap cry. Um, I was lucky enough that Roy was with me throughout Logan's entire like newborn stage. So like he knew her cries too. It wasn't until she got older. Like now he has no fucking clue what to do with her (laughs) whatsoever. And I think that like now she's easier, you know, now it's like, you know, if she's crying, it's probably because like she got hurt. She's hurt. Yeah. Right. You know, she's hurt or like she probably needs a nap or just kind of relax for a bit, but you know. So for, yes, a hundred percent, because for a long time, I didn't feel comfortable when they were in the baby stage. I have a, I, for whatever reason, I have a really hard time with that. Um, and it took me a long time to be okay with even just going to dinner, like doing a date night with Colton or doing whatever outside of the house and counting on someone else to take care of the kids for even just like an hour or two. It just stressed me out because I knew what they needed and I felt like I could give them the best for them. And then it like takes away from your experience. Like you're, you're, you're out on a date night with your husband so that it's the two of you you know because like keeping that relationship with your husband is important but at the same time in the back of your mind you're like how are my kids doing all I'm thinking about you know so like your focus isn't even on no husband no I am not having a conversation we're not having a good time I am anxious (laughs) looking at my watch when can I get home to make sure the kids are okay 
put them down. Yeah, no, it's just, it's one of those things. And I know that not all moms are like that. I have, I mean, like I have people, even close friends that are like, girl, like you can calm down just a little bit, like just enjoy, (laughs) enjoy the evening, go out with your husband, go out with a friend every now and then, like go do your own thing. And it's just that (laughs) those anxious moments really get to you. So let's talk about our Disneyland weekend. So we, so we are strangers. Yeah. Essentially <laughs> we live in completely different parts of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, we ho- hooked up, we <laughs> found each other, on Inst- <laughs> found each other on Instagram, which I don't even know how that ever happened, but like, obviously we both have a shared interest of Disney related things and taking our kids to Disney. And so somehow through all of these things, we develop our Instagram relationship through messages and we're constantly talking and, you know, venting to each other about being overwhelmed at home and, you know, needing a break from, especially after 2020, where there's literally no escape, like you can't get out, you can't get out anywhere. There's just those moments where you have to take care of your own mental health. And I remember telling you specifically like, no girl, we need, we need to do this. This is happening. Let's just plan something. Let's not think about it. If we sit here and like talk about it, we're going to overthink ourselves out of it. We'll never do it. I remember you were literally like, I booked my flight. Okay. Like it's happening. It's happening. (laughs) And I was like, there's no turning back. Okay. Like (laughs) I can't tell her no now. (laughs) Uh, yep so down I flew (laughs) and we you know met for the first time and obviously instantly clicked it's not like our like whoever we were being on Instagram was different from who we were in person like so we were still it was that same relationship only face to face and I mean we did find ourselves at lunch thinking almost the exact same thing going like oh my gosh why is this like are we able we're able to just eat our meal right now we don't have to like sit and cut up food for a child or make sure that they're able to eat something on the menu or willing to eat it or eat at the jazz kitchen yeah which has like cajun new orleans like style food which is delicious by the way but you and i both know that our kids would not find something on that menu that they would eat no i'd There's be no paying like 20 dollars a plate for my kid to like yeah turn their nose up it up at it yeah. and not be willing to eat it at all like they are pb and j hot dog chicken nuggets like those are that's our wheelhouse (laughs) if we stray too far out of that we're gonna have a problem yeah so it was good like we were able to have a drink remember like percent (laughs) (laughs) i was feeling that drink i don't know what time did we have lunch like 11 30 or something like fairly early but Uh, yeah and like we were able to have this meal uninterrupted we were able to have adult conversations you know not like even if it was still 
about our talking about our kids (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yes we were able to have an adult conversation there was flow in our conversation I wasn't having to talk to you like a baby I wasn't having to make sure that you were eating your food (laughs) we were able to just (laughs) sit back and enjoy our warm meal Mm -hmm. and a little bit a little adult beverage and it was so nice yeah just being able to sit there and not have to worry about it yeah and I think we even like just kind of chilled afterwards just kind of sitting there because I know that like if I take Logan to a restaurant it's like okay we got to eat and then she's got maybe three minutes once we're done before she blows up and we got to go you know right because you have to entertain them yeah and sitting at a table is not entertaining for children (laughs) (laughs) they are not willing to sit there and watch you eat your food so yeah normally if you have kids got to make it like a quick a quick situation Mm -hmm. then it's really nice head over to California Adventure because one of Vista Street was open and we were able to just like walk around and go through every store and not have to worry about like chasing our child or like making take failed TikTok Nope, we didn't <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fail at trying to keep up with people younger than us. Yeah. Um, we also, you know, got to eat a snack without having to share it. Mm-hmm. Just saying that call me selfish, but I got to eat my whole churro. Yeah. Um, we got to shop for ourselves. <laughs> we didn't have to be pulling kids away from toys and yeah. fight them for things that they wanted through the stores. We just got to be there for us yeah no it was definitely like fun especially like stores where there's like toys I know that like Logan is always like oh let me go look let me go touch let me go this and like what I really need to do like it's like not not possible you know I always have to tell her like if I go to Walmart right I go to Walmart for groceries sometimes but she knows that there's toys over at the other corner so it's always like, I was like, mommy has to get her stuff first and then we can go look at the toys. But the whole time she's just like, mommy, like, can we go to the toys? Mommy, can we go to the toys? And I'm like, I, I need to grab some fucking lettuce and some- We need milk. <laughs> but yeah, like whatever the hell we need. I'm like, give me like <laughs> my 10 minutes of grocery shopping without it being about you for a second like please. right you know yeah no it was so nice and then because we made it obviously I flew to a different part of the state so I stayed and we were able to relax so we had a relaxing ass lunch yes. we got to shop around and do our own thing then we got to go back and chill and get cute for dinner which when does that ever happen and what world do we live in when we can actually make that happen um we got to have a dinner with more adult beverages we had a good time music playing it was an atmosphere that I probably wouldn't take my kids to kids are fine to be there but it was probably not something that I would have enjoyed as much if they had been Mm -hmm. and you know fast forward to being able to sleep uninterrupted (laughs) in a hotel like um okay I didn't have to wake up with anyone to make sure that they went to the bathroom I didn't have to make sure that they were sleeping in a different spot I you know like all countless things no nightmares I just got to sleep (laughs) (laughs) what what 
Yeah. And then you got to wake up at your own time. Although being moms, we automatically we still woke wake up. up early, you know, but right. you got to wake up like your own self, as opposed to like a child waking you up, you know, for sure. Um, and we got to just lay there yeah, and right? talk more. Like we didn't have to get up and cater to the needs of our children right away. Yeah. It was just chill. We just got to hang out. It was almost bizarre. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely had a fun time. Um, but I would also be lying if I said that I wasn't thinking about my child the whole time. The whole time. And there's like mom guilt the entire time. Like, oh my God, I'm on Disney property, which like traditionally is geared toward children. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Like it's literally an amusement park based around kids movies like that's a thing like sure we can be Disney adults we can be crazy like that but there there's always going to be the like overlying factor that it is kid-based entertainment and for us to be there without them is a, a little weird at least for us like we hadn't done like a real girls trip really since having kids um being at Disney as adults it's not super common for us. There's plenty of people that do it, but for yeah. us, it was but weird. Us, it's normally yeah. something we do with our kids. Yeah. yeah. So being there without them, it was just like, a, like, oh, and then you see things, right? Like, obviously I just said, oh, we got to go through the store and we didn't have to like pull them off of toys or like fight them through it. But then you see things and it's like, oh, that would be so cute. My oh, kids would so love this. Or if you waited how many hours to go into the Star Wars store just so that I can buy Logan? Like for real. Star Wars. Like for real. <laughs> like it still ends up being based around our kids. Yeah. We still spent, I don't know, it was like a full day that we were on that queue for that Star Wars. Yeah. And I was going to buy her a doll. I ended up not buying her a doll. I ended up buying her the Ray staff, which she loves, by the way. Right. And made for a perfect photo. Yeah. Which now that I'm thinking about it, can I take that into Disneyland with me? Or is that considered like, no, I don't know. They let other property. (laughs) Right. And they let other people walk around with their lightsabers. What's the difference? Because I feel like I want to take her in her Ray dress with. Yes. No, a hundred percent. You have to. That's not anyway, a question. Yeah. And we digress. <laughs> um, so we left our children with our husbands, you yes, know, which are obviously the, the fathers of our, our children. And more than capable yeah. of keeping them alive for the whatever, what, 24 hours that we were gone, 36 max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. But I was still tripping out and worrying over whether my child was being taken care of, even though Mm -hmm. she's with her dad, even though she's with my husband, even though like she's known him and he's known her like her whole life. Like I was still a little bit worried over how my husband was taking care of her because I know, and I'm sure that many of us know that our husband's sometimes lack like just normal parenting skills I guess they just don't have that like I I really do think it's like this weird um 
oh gosh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Darn it, it's not in my notes. Um, like you just have that okay. innate in- mom knowledge instincts. Yeah. Yes, thank you. It's just there. Like moms just have it. And I feel like dads, it's like a learned trait. <laughs> like they really have to try to be a little bit more aware of the things that the kids need. Um, and I mean, obviously there are exceptions to that rule. There are some fathers that are like on top of it and amazing. And I get that. And my husband is an amazing dad. So like, don't get me wrong. He is great. There's moments where I'm like, well, damn, that probably wasn't how I would have done that. (laughs) But yeah, it's fine. (laughs) But yes, I get it. I I also was just kind of like, hmm, I wonder if they're even in bed yet. Or I yeah. wonder what they had for dinner. I mean, I know for a fact that my husband fed her um, junk food the whole weekend. The sucker <laughs> or five. Oh, yeah. I still remember he sent me a picture of her with a lollipop like in the morning. And I'm just like, why? But, you know, she was happy, which is, you know, realistically all I can and really like. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. So yeah, if a I sucker mean, is what it took, then a sucker <laughs> is what it took. I mean, I get that. But then once I came home that Sunday night, I was up with her all night because she had a tummy ache because she is not used to. I mean, like, do we feed her McDonald's? Like, yes, but like, do we feed her McDonald's that often along with pizza and along with you know candy and all that stuff? No, so. My poor child suffered that night um, with <laughs> tummy ache, but you know, that's, you know. Well, the relieving He's alive, so. moment for me was that I walked in and it appeared that my kids were completely unfaced and that it was legit all in my head. <laughs> so that was a thing, but it has like, and I started to touch on it earlier. Like it really did it's become a lot easier since they've been older because now I can make it like in my head. I know that like my, almost all of my kids can express what they need or want now. Like when they're little, I feel like it's one, it's like a guessing game for most people to like figure out if a baby needs something. Um, Moms don't always have to guess. Like sometimes they just have that ability and they can pick up on things and they can just, make it better right away but when the kids are older they can kind of help other people get what they need or what they want like I don't have to worry that you know one isn't making it to the bathroom on time because now he can ask for help or that they need a snack because they're hungry and lunch wasn't quite enough or whatever they can now express those things so like it's definitely gotten easier as my kids have gotten older, which is clear based on my willingness to go and do things. Like when my kids were little, I would be way less likely to be like, yeah, I booked a flight. Let's go. (laughs) Whereas now it's like, yes, please send me all the points and I will book all the things. (laughs) I mean, I think I even told you that where I was like if Logan had been younger I would have been like there's absolutely no way that I would have gone but you know now right. she's older and like you said now she talks now she says you know what she wants or what she needs and so it's definitely been 
easier. Although I've only ever taken that one trip with you, but like right. if the opportunity should, you know, open up again, rise. <laughs> yeah, I would take it because I feel a little bit more comfortable now that she's older. For sure. So we took, we took a step in the right direction. And like, honestly, it really does come down. Like I, I could see in myself, even just being home after that trip that it really was like a mental health re like it was like a reboot. It was yeah. a recharge that I needed and wasn't like overly aware of because honestly it was at that moment we were like, no, you, you were feeling kind of overwhelmed. And like, obviously I will admit that I'm overwhelmed on the reg, but <laughs> it was, it was just one of those things that like, I didn't even really realize. And then I got home and it I had a little bit more patience to offer and mom was in a little bit better of a mood. And it's just one of those things that like every now and then you got to do, you got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others a little bit better. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, it's taken me a long time to like realize that, you know, that like I matter too, you know, for sure. Um, But I knew that I needed that trip a lot because I knew that, well, you know, I was going to have a lot of things happening after that, right. that were going to make my life a little bit more overwhelming. Um, but it was nice. It was definitely nice to get away and not have to worry about my kid or my husband or anything else going around in my house. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like it definitely was a good, just like reboot on like my mental health. Cause I came home and I was happier and I was nicer, you know, and I exactly patience and, and I was more willing to do more things. Cause I felt like I was hitting that like wall where it was like, I don't want to fucking do anything. I don't want to be a mom. I don't want to be a wife. Like I don't want to do anything. There's something about that, like montaneity where it's the same thing over and over. It feels like groundhog's day and like that can wear on you. And especially after the last little bit, like, especially after 2020, where like legitimately you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. And like, we used to use Disney as our escape to do a little mental health reboot. Like, even if it was with the kids, it was fun and it was a change of pace and a change of scenery. And we got to do those things. And then 2020 is, you know, a year of its own and you can't, do any of that so you have to get a little bit more creative with your mental health and being able to do these little breaks for yourself because it really is a thing yeah I mean uh, 2020 was rough on all of us really and um even I mean I know that things are slowly starting to open up but like I feel like even just right now I'm I'm still in that like groundhog day like over and over and over again and I'm trying to do different things but then I also feel like like because I lost that whole year that like now I get too overwhelmed if I do too much sure you know yeah because now it's like an overstimulation yeah no and I feel like it's the same thing with like Logan like I mean all of our kids like they lost a whole year of like social interaction and you know being with other kids and and, you know developing as kids you know like because kids kids well everyone's a social creature but like kids need that like for sure okay so 
we went to dinner the other night for the first time in a year plus Mm -hmm. with the kids at a restaurant and I just because you know like we obviously we don't get out much these days um I hadn't realized that there are certain things that like certain social skills that now all of a sudden they're not as aware of so Mm -hmm. behaving at a restaurant was difficult on them they hadn't done it in a while and they were being a little bit louder than they probably should have and were being weird with their plates and making probably not the best choices for restaurant time but it's it just brought it all again back up like oh my gosh like all the things that they've missed out on and these social skills that they're supposed to gain and it's just different but it it also brings it right back around to being able to enjoy a meal because I was sitting there trying to keep them from interrupting other people and their meal and making sure that they're eating and I ended up having to take my food home. (laughs) Yeah you know um, I definitely feel that Logan you know like she she used to be like a complete and total like extrovert like she loved the attention and loved talking to everyone and being around everyone but like now if someone is like hi like she runs and hides like behind me you know, For sure. and I, told, and I a hundred percent blame, well, not blame that, but like blame that on the fact that like, she lost an entire year of getting used to people talking to her and getting used to people being around her, you know, like she like forgot <laughs> what that was like. And now she's like afraid of it. And I'm, I'm hoping that like, now that things are opening up that like, she gets over that, you know, and maybe it's just a phase. I don't know, but like, she's definitely a little bit more reserved. After I'm sure that she will come right back out of that <laughs> shell. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. Although, you know, I don't really mind because there are points where she'd be having conversations with people and I'm just like, I am not ready to have conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, but then like people can be so fucking rude. Like, you know, if she's like, like just the other day we were in her dance class and one of the little girls tried to say hi to her and Logan just kind of like, you know held herself back towards me and the mom was just like oh my daughter's not shy and I'm like that's fantastic like that is great great good for your daughter and like mine is a little bit shy and overwhelmed at the moment and it just you know it makes you feel some type of way and that's where like that mom guilt comes in you know because you're just kind of like oh my goodness, am I not teaching my child enough social skills? Am I not teaching my child, you know, how to be respectful? Like, am I not teaching my child this? And it's just like, oh, it's a lot. (laughs) More, you're you're diving into more anxious mom thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I can, I can dive into that one too, because I have, I have a, a lot to say about the last year and my kids not having any of their normal like school interactions and learning how to sit in a classroom. And like, there's just things that they're, they're not getting and I'm hoping don't stunt them, you know, forever. I'm hoping that our kids are young enough to recover 
from the lack of socialization and, you know, opportunity to learn these like life skills. These are just like these little things, like even just learning to share with other kids. It's something that like, obviously I have a few of my own, so they have to share here, but there's plenty of opportunity for learning and social development and literal brain development that the kids are just not getting right now because they're not in school. So yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole other episode. (laughs) I mean, it's, (laughs) this is just like how an anxious mom's brain works. Like we are it's true. about one thing and then it goes into worrying about another thing. And it's just it- constant overthinking. And, yeah. and generally it is from a good, a good space. Like you're well-intended, you know, like you're only looking out for your kids and how they are and their well-being. But it comes at the cost of your mental health sometimes. Like <laughs> you just, you can't can't recover as well like that's just I guess what what it is for us anxious moms yeah um so back to our traveling (laughs) (laughs) with no (laughs) since we got off topic there for a minute I mean it's all like relevant you know like I'm pretty sure if you're having anxiety about traveling without your kids, you're just an anxious mom in general, you know? And, and so it has to do with all of it. Yeah. And all of this is relevant, but, um, so one of the reasons why I don't travel more, well, other than, you know, this whole past year, but like one of the reasons why I don't travel more is because I don't trust absolutely anyone with my child and like even my husband you know like sometimes I'm like are you you really gonna be watching her you know um but like that's a thing it's totally a thing to like not want to leave your kids anywhere because you just don't trust people I I mean I attribute this to being raised by a police officer because I was taught from a very young age that like you don't trust people everyone's a bad guy but yet you went to be an internet friend I know I know I know I know (laughs) which my dad was not happy about (laughs) um yeah no I don't know I am a very untrusting person you for me you have to prove yourself to me I don't give you the chance to make it an issue ahead of time so like I don't even know um yeah no you have to earn my trust (laughs) I mean sorry not sorry and especially with my kids like no you have to I have to see you with them when I'm around I have to see you with other people's kids I have like there's a whole bunch of things like you might think that I'm just here sitting at you know a shared birthday party but no I'm watching you <laughs> I'm watching how you are treating those children and I'm taking note and I will probably never forget that you know you yelled at that kid for dropping his ice cream or you know yeah. and I'm not you okay you just got checked off my babysitter list which um the people that I trust to watch my kids are few and far between I don't like there's 
no one. <laughs> my husband has them sometimes. My mom and mother-in-law have them sometimes. But like outside of those three people, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Unless I'm like extra desperate, like that really is the extent of my my babysitting options because I just don't trust anyone. I, I'm literally trusting, like I have kids with um, food allergies. I have kids with food sensitivities. I, you know, have kids that have broken bones already. I just, I have the three boys. So at any given point, there could be like right now, I could have one, you know, screaming on a trampoline. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping that his father is responding to that. Like, this is my anxious brain running a mile a minute, hoping that, you know, my kids are good and their well-being is taken care of, which it sounds like someone's trying to sneak into my door right now. Um, I mean, like, yeah, uh, I don't do much on my own, like ever. Um, but I have been doing a little bit more on my own lately. And so I'll leave my daughter, obviously, with my husband because he's like, you know, here, her dad. Um, but other than that, like I've only ever left her with my mom, which obviously that's not an option <laughs> anymore. Right. Um, but like I, you know, just a few weeks ago, I had a very big emergency and I just like couldn't take Logan with me. So I had to have my sister-in-law come and watch her for me for a few hours and I mean, my sister-in-law, I, I see how she's with Logan and everything. And like, you know, it, she watches her and gives her her full attention and stuff, but like feeding wise and like food wise, you know, like she just let Logan like direct her, you know? Sure. You know, like, um, Logan asked for strawberries and my kid can go through a whole little carton of strawberries in like one sitting if you let her, but I limit her, you know? And, you know, my sister-in-law was just like, oh, here, just, you know, giving her and giving her all the strawberries. And she was like, oh, yeah, she ate like four plates of strawberries. And I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, common sense. I don't know, you know, <laughs> but I'm a mom. So like, I'm like, maybe for sure. Kids, well, and know? I feel like it's one of those things where like, sometimes I have to like ease up on those things. Yeah. When like my expectations for what the kids eat are different than what, you know, my mom or mother-in-law or husband even might feed the kids. So like, if I find out that they had, you know, 40 bagel bites for dinner or lunch or something, then that just, okay, well then they got to have like a little bit of an extra treat. Hopefully your stomach doesn't hurt later. Like, and that I, I do, I have tried to be better about those types of things, but it, it really is just more, more anxious things. Also, I don't know about you, but sometimes I come home and find like pots and pans used that like, why, what were you cooking in my house? What were you doing? Well, you, you're supposed to just be watching my kid. Oh, why, 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 why are we like having a full on bake session over here? That's, that's, weird. I, that's never <laughs> happened to me. I mean, I've had like my, my dishes put away, which I appreciate, you know, like, that's great. Like, thanks for, for cleaning up a little bit. Um, but I've never had that. That's interesting. That would probably 
oh but that kind of comes in tie with like um okay so i clean logan's room in a specific way like everything has its place and like it has a box or it has like a like a thing and like when other people clean it that are like watching her and then then things are not in the right place like um that kind of gives me anxiety i don't know <laughs> but i you know like you said i i need to learn to just there are certain you know pick and choose your battles and that is not a battle that i, I mean at least it was strawberries and not like she ate an entire bag of you know like gummy bears or oh yeah no you know something super i mean yeah yeah super bad <laughs> but <laughs> But, you know, it like kind of goes back to just like mom instincts, you know, like you, as a mom, you know, like don't fucking feed your child a whole car. <laughs> if my kids had like free reign, I, I do keep a lot like people are always pretty stoked, even like grown adults to come to my house and go through my pantry because I have all the things, all the all the goodies like I used to keep. In fact, I think I still do on my counter have like, you know, like the jars full of different candies or different treats or that kind of thing. What I'm saying is I need to come to your house. What I'm saying is, is that (laughs) my house calls to your snacking obsession. Like if you, if you don't already have a snacking problem, you will when you come into my house <laughs> I don't keep snacks in my house. I mean other than like Logan you know like her typical goldfish or she loves like vanilla wafers and I'll have some fruit snacks but other than that I don't keep snacks in my house because my husband has no self-control so <laughs> that's true we just I don't. may or may not have witnessed my husband eat an entire family-sized bag of Lay's barbecue chips yesterday oh so. I mean that could totally be me <laughs> <laughs> But um, these are all things that probably don't need to happen. Gee, I wonder why, why we feel the way that we do when we try to walk around or <laughs> keep up with our kids. Um, but, you know, like, it's just, I guess the moral of all of this is just like mom mode never turns off. It never shuts off no matter if you're trying to have a fun weekend away with your friends, you know, or you're trying to have a date night with your husband, like that mom mode is just always there. You're always going to be thinking about your kids and you're always going to be worried about your kids. And um, for someone who deals with anxiety, you know, you're constantly overthinking things anyways, you know, it just becomes a little bit overwhelming. For sure. It just, amplifies when you're not there because I feel like it's one of those things where like it's almost like a control thing not that I I'm certainly not someone that always has to be in control but it is one of those things (laughs) where I feel better if I'm around because I know that I will be able to respond a certain way I know that I'll be able to you know, cater to their needs appropriately. I, I know these things. Whereas if I am a flight away and something does happen, I have to then worry about how I'm going to get home. What, what if they can't find, you know, their, um, card with all of their medical information on it? What if I, you know, like, it's just all of these things that you take into consideration and like, 
I'm again, it's like mom mode to a degree. And then it just amplifies when you have anxiety. And then when you are trying to enjoy yourself away from the kids, it's just, it's almost a little bit draining because you come home and it's not, I don't know. It's just one of those things where like, you're trying to do something for yourself but you have the mom guilt and you're trying to enjoy something, but you're constantly thinking about your kids. (laughs) It's just having that ability to like turn it off. Like I'm, I'm jealous of the people that can roll out and do like a full week away. Like, cool. Good for you. You do that. I, but I am not able to do that yet. Oh, I mean, maybe one day when my kids are a little bit older, I feel a little bit more I don't know, at peace with certain things, but But like, do you ever stop worrying about your kids? No, like, no, no, you can ask my mom mom right now and she still worries about it. I mean, well, you have a totally different family dynamic than all right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I essentially, I'm going to say that I feel like (laughs) Good parents never like that doesn't go away. You never stop worrying about your like, kids. I feel well-being. like I would still be worrying about Logan, like as she's an adult, you know, and like even if she's like married and stuff, like I'm still gonna be like, oh man, like is she okay? Like she being treated right, you know, like right, no, for sure. Right? Like um, it's a thing. But but isn't it like okay? I just find it a little bit ironic how like we get so overwhelmed with like being at home with our kids or just taking care of our kids in general. And like, we want that time off and we're like, I need to get the fuck away. But then like you're off and then you're like, I miss my kids. And oh, yes. my kids. it's like- super cruel. It's an unfair <laughs> thing that happens. And I don't know how, <laughs> how it happens, but you're right. It is totally ironic that you know, you're constantly sitting here talking about, you know, the montaneity and being able to get away and change it up. And yeah, it's fun in the moment, but like, all you're thinking about is getting back home and making sure the kids are okay and hanging out with them. And, you know, you start missing the things that 24 hours ago you were complaining about. So (laughs) (laughs) like, you're just like, ah, I want to be able to go to the bathroom without my child next to me. But then yep. you're away having this quiet toilet moment. And then you're like, <laughs> oh man, like I miss her. Everything so, reminds you. Of whatever. Them. Yeah. There's no getting away from it. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Mom life. Yeah, I know. Um, any last like. I don't know tips tricks on like traveling without your kids or just like trying to have a moment without your kids and like I mean I really do think that it comes down to finding at least one person that you can truly count on and trust to take care of the kids that or take care of your kids the way that you would if you can find one person that can do that even if it is just like an hour at a time not necessarily like getting away for a weekend or whatever Like if you can go to Target on your own or go to dinner or, you know, like without having to worry as much because you trust that person and you know that they respond the way that you feel comfortable with, 
that is so nice. It really is something that I've had to learn um, as my kids have gotten older to take advantage of because my mental health really was like, I really was struggling for a long time. And it's something that I feel like a lot of moms don't acknowledge um, because there's like this weird stigma about around having, you know, like mental health issues or anxiety or feeling some type of way about being around your kids that you want. Like it really, it's just, it's a lot to take on and sometimes you really do just need a break and it can be as simple as a trip to Target solo and, you know, grab a Starbucks on your way or, you know, getting out for a weekend if your kids are a little bit older and you can sling that or whatever. It just, it really is an amazing mental health reboot. Like, honestly, like it does a lot for me. And even sometimes even taking the kids into a different, like, change change the scenery up because even those types of things really help like I get into these weird pits of feeling like we're at home all the time and like obviously 2020 did not help that but like we did we were not getting out much and it's one of those things that you have to set time aside for you have to plan it out and make responsible choices for you and your family and, you know, if it works out that you're able to go to the zoo or whatever, then you go to the zoo yeah, and change it up a bit. Or, you know, if you can go to dinner with your husband and have someone that you trust at home with your kids, do that and have a nice dinner, have a glass of wine if you need it. Or, you know, even just having that adult conversation. I ended up getting a part-time job <laughs> just to help my mental health and uh, grant me the ability to have adult conversations every now and then and get out of the montaneity and get away from, you know, the same groundhog's day, you know, like it just, sometimes you, you've got to put your mental health ahead of others, which is hard, especially as a mom. Yeah. Because then the guilt settles in and, and, I know that I've, you know, had this argument with my husband where I tell him, I'm like, I just need like a moment to myself and I just need to get away. And this was an argument we would have when Logan was younger. And then he would be like, oh, well, you know, you regret having her and you regret being a mom and stuff. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, no, it's just, you know, because your brain never shuts off and because you're always just like thinking about your kid and worrying about your kid, like, you forget to take care of yourself and your needs. Like you forget that you are your own individual person, you know, like you're not just a mom. And I mean, it's taken me a long time to kind of figure that out. And for a while, yeah, you know, we even talked about me getting like a part-time job or me going back to training, you know, in the afternoons when he'd come back from work, just because I needed that like space away from like, you know, from, from my kid and, and just from being at home, um, that, you know, obviously didn't happen. And then 2020 hit and no one was, you know, one-on-one personal training at this point, but, you know, I found a different way and that's, you know, kind of where my podcast comes in. (laughs) It gives me, you know, those 30 minutes where I can just blurt out and talk about whatever I need to, and then, you know, move on. So it's really important, you know, like you said, just you got to find that time and you got to find, you know, something that's going to just 
give you that mental health reboot, whatever it is and whatever it might be, um, because it truly is important. So I think, uh, I think we got a lot out here. <laughs> we did. You might have to edit things. <laughs> no, you I might have to go through, you might have to go through and edit out where we were talking about our husbands eating junk food. Like what, <laughs> where does that, have, what does that have to do with our kids and traveling and not traveling with them? And, but, but I feel like, you know, and, and this is one of the things that like I like about recording these podcasts is that like you, you get out what you need to get out, you know, and, and for whatever reason, it all just flows and it all just works out <laughs> <laughs> um, because even though like we came in to talk about one specific topic, like at the end of the day, like we are moms who deal with anxiety and that never stops <laughs> and that doesn't go away so like all of the feelings and everything we had is gonna you know relate to someone who is a mom and deals with anxiety so I think it was good for sure but um thank you again for being a guest again on my podcast I'm pretty sure that I'm probably gonna have you on here quite a few times <laughs> I mean do I at what point do I just become a co-host right <laughs> do I get to thing? upgrade my title at some point I feel like we need to start like our own podcast <laughs> maybe we can call it like moms with fucking anxiety because <laughs> we like to fight. like let's just be real I um, mean we could go on and on <laughs> yeah have content for days <laughs> but, um, <laughs> thank you for coming no out. I I enjoy it. it again like I have to find these little things and like this I'm able to I mean yes did we have to slot it around being able to get away from the kids for a minute so that we don't have them coming in and disrupting. Yes, we did. Yeah. And we had to coordinate our schedule a little bit so that our husbands were able to be around the kids so that we could do this without interruption. Right. But it was nice. And we were able to have an adult conversation, even if it was 100% based around them. <laughs> <laughs> but that is mom life. That is mom life to the core. <laughs> well, Thank you for being on again. Um, and also thank you for taking the time off from your kids and coming to visit me and take a weekend with me. Um, that was definitely needed, definitely appreciated. Um, I had a great time. It was a great way to ring in my 30s, you know, like. Welcome to the club. You know, <laughs> now everything's hurting. My wrist and my thumb still hurt. Like Right. Welcome to sleeping wrong and not being able to <laughs> sit comfortably for a week or pulling a muscle in the shower. This is this is your 30s. <laughs> well, it's welcome. So um, thank you again. And I hope to anyone that is listening, um, you guys can all take something out of this um and hopefully the thing that you take is that it is okay to spend some time away from your kids because you need it and that you're not alone in yeah. how you're feeling I swear sometimes I feel because I mean there's always going to be people that try to tell you that you're overthinking or 
that you don't need to worry about these types of things. And there is no way to shut that off. At least for me, I can't like, there's just, it's not a thing. So you are not alone. <laughs> it, there are plenty of us out there that think and feel like this. <laughs> so just stay true to you. You are looking out for your kids' best interests and well-being. And, you know, every now and then it really is okay to take a night off and, you know, just enjoy, enjoy yourself and be your own person again, not just mom. Yeah. I think that was a great send off for the end of this episode. So, um, yeah, I think we got it. I think that's, that's good. So thank you again for coming on and recording with me. Yeah. And, um, thank you everyone uh, who is listening. And there you have it guys. Um, very grateful that she was able to hop on this episode with me um i think that we covered a lot of ground um when it comes to going away without your kids and just how you know an anxious mom brain works you know we're kind of a little bit all over the place (laughs) but any other moms who are out there who deal with anxiety or even dads you know like you you guys know how it is like it's a constant worry about your kid whether you're with them or whether you're without them it's just that parent mode just never realistically ever shuts off. But I do want to say that this is my last episode for season two. Like, holy crap, we wrapped it up. Um, and I will be taking one week off um, just to kind of, you know, schedule myself and just to kind of figure out what direction I want to go in for season three. Um, I kind of have some ideas and I kind of have some things planned, um, but I do know that my first episode for season three is going to be on the random things that give me anxiety. I have been wanting to do this episode for quite a while now, so I figured, you know what, what better way to start season three than with a little funny bang? because quite frankly, I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, The most random things give me anxiety. So very excited to share those with you guys. Um, And that is going to most definitely be a multi-part series because I swear I have a list and list that goes on and on and on of the most random things that give me anxiety. So again, don't forget, next week, no new episode. I am taking one week off, but then I am coming back I believe it's May 31st. Yeah, May 31st with a brand new episode with a brand new season and it's going to get good. Even better than season two. I honestly like can't even like fathom the like season two blew up. So I'm having high hopes for uh, for season three and I'm so glad um, for all of you who have been sticking around um, and for all of my newcomers. Welcome and thank you guys for all of the support. But I am going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I do hope that you have a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. And don't forget to live your life, love your life, and love your anxiety.